Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk about uh, family. So I had some thoughts on it and I want to get it out there. So let's get right to it. Talk starts now. to Guys of the Roundtable, a show where no stone goes unturned. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Here's your host, Vladimir Jean-Philippe. Alrighty, and welcome to another episode of Guys of the Roundtable. I'm your man, Vladimir Jean-Philippe, and today we're going to talk about family as I stated in the beginning of the opening. And so, now that I'm going to be a family man, and... You know, I'm having a little girl on the way who is, by the way, due anytime soon. So if you haven't heard from me for a while, it's because I've been busy prepping, uh, mostly psychologically, because, you know, I'm still in the surreal shock that I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> Let's just face it. I'm still in shock and I'm pleasantly like in a good place right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now I want to get a couple of uh, podcasts out here this week. So that way when, you know. Little baby Madeline, I think, was what we're going to go with. <clears throat> oh, my God. Decides to come into this world. You got to at least have uh, a new podcast to listen to and hold you over until I can get back on the ball again. So with that being said, today we're going to talk about family. And why am I talking about family today? Well, <clears throat> lately I've been seeing a lot of things, mainly on YouTube and on my Facebook timeline of people talking about, you know, uh, same old stories, essentially. Men ain't shit. Women ain't shit. There's no good. Um, there's no good men out there anymore. Does anybody want to date anymore? Are real guys do real guys or what is it? Do real men even exist? And then in the comment section, um, it's littered with do real women want to exist or even exist? So it, it's just as nonsensical or not even nonsensical because at this point it is nonsensical, but. It's mainly the redundant statements over and over again about uh, the dating field, right? Is There's no good man, there's no good women, and blah, 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 blah. So one side's blaming the other, and it's just a constant back and forth. And the comment sections don't really get any resolution, I guess you could say, is the word I'm looking for. But it's just literally back and forth pointing fingers on who's to blame for the lack of good men or the what have you, right? And so that... Now that I'm going to be a dad, right, and I look at things, and I'm just kind of like, I, I look at things objectively, right? It's like my job as a father is to provide and to protect this little kid, right? And then hopefully she grows up to be a, a well-rounded young lady and that she can go into the world and venture and survive and thrive on her own, right? That's essentially what my job is, is <laughs> to provide, protect, and guide, right? That's how I look at it anyways. It's probably more than that, but this is just off the top of the head, right, that I can think of. So I'm just happy as all heck to be a family. And as I'm, like, becoming a family and I had to, like, kind of do all of these things that at first, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought it was, if I were to be honest and frank about it, I thought it was kind of a pain in the ass to do, right? I had to move in with my girlfriend to kind of have this solidarity bond uh thing going on you know what i mean so it's just like you know two parent householding i guess you could say is the correct term right so i had to like move out of 
my I guess you could say quote unquote bachelor pad <laughs> and move into the family pad. <laughs> right? So you know, I, I, I looked at that and it was just kinda like, you know, I, I looked at it in the beginning as like I, I guess you could say the giving up of my freedom. Right? That's how I first looked at it. But realistically as I continue to go through life and I'm doing things and as I continue to mature, I realize it's really not the cuffing of freedom, I guess you could say. It's actually even more liberating now that I'm actually, you know, living with my girlfriend, right? Because I can literally do what I've been doing before. It's just that now I get to come home to somebody, which is an amazing feeling, right? So being in a family, like to me, as I look at it lately, it's like being a family is really something that I looked forward to having but not really wanting to have because I guess I, I thought I would suck at it and I still think I suck at it but hey that's just the way I look at it to try to get better right because you you have to continue to grow in this world otherwise you get stuck doing the same old dumbass shit that you've been doing in the past so I looked at being a family at first as a being a burden right like you have to give up all your your favorite things to kind of support uh, to do the unnecessary things that you have to do to support a family when I realize that you don't have to give up anything you can just be a family be you and just be there it, being there is 90% of the battle right just showing up is literally 90% of the battle but anywho's I'm seeing family as an important thing like the more I do things with my girlfriend the more I go to family functions that she has the more I talk to my mom the more I talk to friends, the more I look at things from, you know, an objective place or, uh, you know, what I mean, like an objective point of view where it's like I'm not leaning left or right or, you know, I'm like I'm not picking a side or another. I'm just looking at it for what it is. I see that family is really important. It really is because that whole saying it takes a village to raise a to to raise a child or to is it that how it goes? It takes a village to raise a child. I'm starting to see that. And it really does. Because you're going to need that help. And so when I started looking at this whole family dynamics, I was like, okay, so why are people so against starting a family? Why was I so against starting a family in the beginning? Okay. And then as I like looked at it and I honestly assessed it and looked into it and dived into it a little bit and just kind of looking at the psychology of what people were thinking while trying to look at the psychology, I should say. Um, I, I'm realizing that it's it comes down to individual selfishness, essentially, right? Because a lot of people don't want to start families because they selfishly look at things in a certain way. Now, what do I mean by this, that they look at things selfishly? Well, you can break it down into, like, uh, what I'm going to do in this podcast is like kind of break it down into both men and women kind of, you know, deal. And I know a lot of you are groaning. Like, oh, no, here we go. But no, it, it's literally that simple. It's like you break it down to why men don't want to marry. And then you break it down to why women don't want to marry. And then you take those little ideas. It's not like legitimate. I could be wrong. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying this is what I've observed and what I've seen. And this is like the, the pattern of behavior that I've, I, I'm looking at right now. Right. So I'm going to try to break it down into the both, you know, battle of the sexes, I guess, like both men and women's point of views and why. And then just kind of like throw my little two cents in. Right. And then like kind of come from where I was. So to start off, I'm going to kind of look at it from why I didn't want to start a family first, because like I stated before, I thought it was like the giving up of your freedoms, essentially, because I value 
my independence more than anything, right? The fact that I can go do whatever I want, whenever I want, I value that. And that's to me is like the utmost important thing to me, right? I don't want to be forced into doing something I don't want to do. And that's what I thought I was being at first. I thought I was being forced into doing this. I thought I was being forced into doing that. And the more I look at it and the more that I kind of go with it, I'm like, no, I wasn't forced. It's just the natural progression of how things go when you have a family. You have to move in to have two parents in the same house to make it easier to raise this child. Because if one parent's in one place and another parent's in another place, it's really difficult. And then I started to see that because, like, I don't like using other people as examples, but fuck it, because it makes sense. I've seen the effects of it, of, like, when two parents are not together. Because you see the single parent household a lot, right? Because I, I think it's a high number of, like, single parents living in the U.S. right now. And you see the detriment that it has, like when the child has to go to one house and has one set of rules in this place, and then they have to go to the other parent's house, and then they have a set of rules that way. And it's just so confusing when a child, the child doesn't know, well, the child knows more than what we let on to, or what we kind of lead ourselves to believe, but it, it does kind of have a, a negative effect on the child in a sense, right? The child kind of... You know, like, they, uh, okay, I'm going to go live with mom. I can get away with this, 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 and this, right? Oh, I'm going to go with that. I can't get away with this, or I can get away with this. And it's like, it's really mentally stressful for a kid. So I see the process of, like, having a two-parent household because now you have two parents living together. You have one set of rules that the, the child has to, you know, abide by. And it's a lot easier to communicate, like, super easy. <laughs> literally, you could just literally look at each other across the room and just be like, hey, should we do this or should we do that? No. Okay, cool. And then you kind of have your little agreements or disagreements or whatever. You could have your conversations a lot easier because the person's readily available because you live with them. Okay. And it's not really a loss of freedom because that's what I thought it was at first. It was I thought I was losing my freedom. And it's really not. You know, for me, it's kind of more free, uh, liberating now. I'm more free now because I can literally do what I need to do. And then I can go live my life during the day do what I need to do during the day and then I have a person to come home to and I cannot stress enough how good that fucking feels <laughs> it really feels good like when you had a long day and you have somebody that's like hey honey how you doing and then he's like oh shit all right so and if something's bothering you you could write then in their vent and if something's not bothering you you had a good day you have somebody to talk to it's literally the you have somebody to talk to right away like how many times have you come home and you're like pissed off at the world and you have nobody to vent to so you start talking out loud i know i've done that plenty of times when i was living by myself and i kind of still do it now and i'm still learning i guess you could say i'm still learning on how to at least uh, be a better communicator, right? So <laughs> I'm learning. It's a process, but hey, I'm learning. But I majorly learned that it's not, excuse me, a, a handcuff on your freedom at all. It's actually more liberating because, like I said, you have somebody now to talk to. You can go do whatever you've been doing before. Unless you're a cheater, then I, I wouldn't recommend because <laughs> that's a whole different, you know, ball game, I guess you could say. But, you know, but for the sake of this talk, I guess you could call it. We're just going to keep it to like, you know, just simple, straightforward uh, relationships, right? So as long as you're honest and you're, you're, you're forthright with what you're doing, you can literally go do whatever the hell you need to do. Go hang out with your boys. Go do that. Um, go to that ball game. Go to the bar. Go to uh, as long as you're not drinking and driving. Um, 
you know, you can go hang out with your friends. You can go make new friends. You can go do whatever the hell you need to do. Go enjoy your hobbies. Go build something. Go to work. Go come home. And, you know, if you have a man cave, go to your man cave. If you have, you know, or the dad cave in my, <laughs> in my case, you know what I'm saying? So you do have your freedoms. It's just that now you have somebody else to share that freedom with, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Okay, so that was for me. That's why I was a little hesitant at first. But now that, you know, I'm moved in, I'm settled in, I have my little computer space. I have, you know, my computer games. I have a PS4. I have books that I can read and I can have my uh, have my little things that I write. And I have somebody legitimately to bounce ideas off of back and forth. I have an ear, I guess you could say, to like talk off or not talk off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, having living in with that person is really liberating because it's like now the stress is if you are in a healthy relationship, the stresses of the world should not bother you when you come home. It should actually make it better right so i have that and it's pretty cool it really is it's pretty cool I, I thought that you know having that freedom taken away from me was like kind of was making me reluctant moving in and having a relationship but realistically i'm more free now than i've ever been you know before i've had to kind of figure out what i was going to do it on my own but now i have somebody to bounce ideas off of if it's a good idea i do it if it's not i don't simple as that but why are other people afraid to get into relationships and or start a family? Well, I looked at it and I thought about it. And I think it's mostly boils down to like the way men and women look at it, right? Because I look at it this way. Like if we're going to start off with the men, we're going to do it like we're going to do it this way. We're going to talk about the men first and then we talk about the women. OK, so why men do not want to get into a relationship and or start families is because they see a lot of the negative aspects of what happens when the family structure doesn't work out. Right. So it's like when the man is in a relationship and let's say the woman leaves them or they cheat and they get caught and then the woman wants, you know, a divorce or whatever. A lot of the times you see the negative aspects of what happens in the aftermath of when a relationship or quote unquote, in this case, a marriage fails. Right. So we see that because it, it is one of those things that's like. Like once the media gets a hold of that story, man, they just blow that shit out of proportion. Right. They literally like when Tiger Woods divorced his wife or when. Tiger Woods' wife divorced him, I should say, right, for his cheating scandals, right? She took half, maybe three quarters of his net worth, right? And then we see that, and it's like, oh, the fallout of that marriage was horrible. Um, shit, uh, what's his name? Steven Spielberg. When he divorced his wife, I mean, she got the rights to Indiana Jones, I think E.T. or something like that. She got, like, all the royalties off of one of his movies. So anytime that movie is played... She gets the money. <laughs> she gets the residual royalties off of that money. And then we see that as men. And we're just like, oh, hell no. I don't want that to happen to me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you see that negative aspect of like, you know, that negative thing happens. And then you're like, oh, fuck that. I'm going to work this hard to attain all of these things, materialistic things that I have in my life or successes, I guess, for some people to only give away half of it to somebody that didn't, quote unquote, contribute into that success. You know what I mean? So I get to see, I, I see it from that aspect. And because when I first started, like, you know, dealing, dealing uh, getting back into the dating world, that's what I looked at, right? I was like, oh, 
shit, why do I need to go be successful and have this chick come take half my shit? You know what I mean? That's how I thought. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna bullshit, and I got nothing to hide. So I thought it was, you know, BS that, you know, I did all this work to get this kind of success, and that this person comes in, doesn't really do anything, and then they take half to three quarters of my shit. So I see the negative aspects of the divorce, and I see that. And then I looked at it a little bit further, and I'm just like, well, okay, so what happened in that relationship? Because we have to do that. It's like, because it's not just because this woman just took half your stuff. It's like something happened, okay? So was the relationship good to start off with? Did they have a good foundation? Did they know each other for a long enough time? Did they fight with each other often enough to know that, okay, I want to put up with this person for the rest of my life on a legitimate basis? Or... Am I fighting with this person because I don't get along with them, period, and I'm just trying to make this relationship work because I'm afraid of being lonely? And a lot of the times, and if you really look at it, a lot of relationships when they failed or when they fail is because the person in that relationship stayed in that relationship because they'd rather be in a shitty situation than be alone. And studies have proven that, that most men, or even women, but right now we're talking about men, but most men would rather be in a shitty situation than be alone. And that's sad. You know what I'm saying? So, men are unwilling to marry now because they see all of the negative uh, side effects of divorce, right? They see that they're going to give up half their assets. They see that in a divorce battle, if children are involved, they're going to, excuse me, they're going to lose, you know, uh, the the child custody battle 90% of the time. Or, I don't know if it's 90 or not, but I'm just going to throw that figure out there because it seems like 90% of men, you know, lose custody battles. It's pretty crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I could see why men are being turned off to that. And then there's the whole, <laughs> the MGTOW movement, I guess you could say, which is men going their own way, right? Um, and... <sighs> Like, I used to think that way, but now that I'm, like, looking back at it, I'm just like, that's really an unhealthy way to look at women and relationships in general. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? You're bitter. You you know, you got your heart broken along the way, and, you know, shit didn't work out for you in your relationship. But to kind of take that anger and then focus it and say that all women are this way, that's kind of retarded to me. You know what I mean? So I kind of want to put MGTOW, like, blame MGTOW in that sentence. And it's like, and it's funny to me, too, because it's like a whole thing on YouTube that, you know, they, they really just bash women. And they look for every case of, like, you know, where women are screwing over men. And it's really funny because, in my opinion, anytime you're looking for something, confirmation biases, you will find it. Right. So like if you think women are screwing men over, you will find all of the evidence and they could be like the most outliers of like, you know, outliers of outliers. And then you'll use that and then use it as it's like a main source. And that's how all women, you know, are treated. Yes, there's gold diggers out there. Yes, there's idiot women out there as there are men on the same opposite spectrum. Yeah, there's shitty people out there. But to kind of like take one bad experience or multiple bad experiences and then lump them all into all women. It's kind of BS to me. It's bullshit. You know, because sometimes at some point you're going to have to look at it and then look at yourself and be like, okay, what's wrong with me and what am I doing wrong? You know, you have to take some onus for your failures as well in a relationship because it's not always the opposite person's fault. It's sometimes your fault. You know, so you have to take some onus there too. So the fact that MGTOW is out there and it's just blaming women for all of men's problems, I think that's 
stupid, realistically. I used to have, like, that thought process. I, I, I did. I ain't gonna lie. I used to believe that all women were evil and that they were all out there just trying to screw you over and you just get yours and then move on. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought that way for a while, but, you know, my current girlfriend, she's taught me wrong or, you know, or taught me different. Yeah, she taught me different. <laughs> she taught me wrong. It sounds just so wrong when you say it. But no, she taught me different. Like, you know, you have to find somebody that is right for you. And how do you find somebody that's right for you? Well, uh, I was going to usually make this another video but or another podcast. But honestly, you'll know because you'll want to do better for that person. You'll find yourself doing, you know, I, I call it dumb shit. But you'll find yourself like fixing your credit or you'll find yourself like, you know, doing things for two instead of just thinking of one right so it's you, you the little dumb things in your life becomes a lot simpler you know what i mean instead of like you know booking a trip for one you'll start thinking about the other person's needs and wants and their happiness like you know before you get mad and it's just exploded with anger you'll find yourself thinking okay should i explode or should i just talk about this you know what i mean once you find yourself like kind of centering yourself a little bit that's when you not centering in the sense of like you know you're changing completely but like where you would want to have like an outburst of anger and you're finding yourself kind of like talking yourself into like rationally talk about things instead of being explosive then you're in the right relationship because that's how relationships should work right it should be a 50 well i don't want to say 50 50 it should be 100 100 really because both should be coming in with you know high levels of um effort to kind of make the relationship work but you know you should be able to talk to each other in a nice way i guess you could say and if you have to yell at each other the fact that you can come off of that yelling and be you know friendly afterwards that's good too you know what i mean i'm just saying you have to look at it uh in a you, you start to look at things in a positive manner when you find the right one you you don't get as angry as easily is what i'm trying to get at long ramble short but <laughs> but also back to why men don't marry i'm starting to look at patterns as well right so we have the midtown movement we have men being afraid of like the outcomes of divorce, which is, let's be fair, it's it's a it's a fair moment, right? Because you can't really dismiss both of them. Also, another thing that I'm noticing is that most of these men are have like some severe emotional instabilities, and I blame that on single parent house uh, raising because a lot of these single men are being raised by women, right? By single moms essentially, and so and. Here's where I'm going to get into trouble, probably, but a lot of women are very emotional, right? Let's be real. A lot of women, I'm not saying all, I'm saying a lot of women are very emotional, and they think more with their emotions than they actually think with their minds, logic. And that's where the dads come in, because dads teach <clears throat> the young kids how to think logically and not to just get angry and explode. It teaches you how to kind of keep your emotions in check as a young man, okay? So... With all these single moms raising these little men, and the fact that these single moms are being forced to raise these single men, the single moms have a negative residual hatred for the fathers of that child because the father either A, left them or incarcerated, died or something. But whatever happened, usually there's a negative connotation that's attached to the baby daddy, right? That's hence the term baby daddy like it's just the baby's father you know what i mean so they have these this anger towards the baby father and it will show whether that mom knows it or not it will trickle down into the kid right the kid will then 
pick up on those uh, subconscious cues of the mom. I, I think it's called uh, – shit. It's called mentalism and or priming, right? It was where the mom is subconsciously just like – saying negative stuff about the, the kid's father, right? And then the kid, like, the kid hear all these negative things about their fathers, and then, like, you know, subconsciously, they'll get, like, this anger and this emotional instability for other, towards other men, and then eventually towards other women. Because a lot of these single moms are raising these kids and teaching them about the dating game, about how they would like to be treated instead of how they should be treated. Right. They're giving these like gentlemen like this fantasy ideals about how to treat women because it's like that's how they would like to be treated by their baby father. Right. They want that perfect ideal man. And then they're portraying that idea onto the kid. Right. I, I think I'm portraying I'm saying this right. But that's how these women are raising these kids. Right. They're giving these young men this idea of what their perfect man should be. And then they're just kind of like, OK, just you know, what I mean, they're not just flat out saying it, but they're like subconsciously emitting these thoughts and whatnot uh, to these kids. And then in these in turn, these young men grows up and then grow up, I should say, and then start acting towards like the way their parents, their mom want them to act towards a female and realizing that it's not working. Right. And then when they realize it's not working, they get angry, they get frustrated, and they don't. And then not having a father to teach them how to deal with their emotions, they do what they see their mom do. And then when their mom acts irrationally and emotion, and you know, emo, irrationally, uh, emotionally irrational, they pick up on that, and then they in turn act the same way. That's why you see a lot of male on male violence or a lot of male suicides and so on and so forth, right? Because they don't know how to deal with their emotions. They don't have the father to kind of be in that picture be like, hey, man, toughen up, button up, think logically, don't be an idiot. You know what I'm saying? They don't have that. They just have their mom. Um, and when their mom have like a failed relationship, right, because like, let's be real, most single moms will try to date. And when that relationship doesn't work, they cuss the man out. They do. They act irrationally. They will do some crazy stuff. Right. And then in turn. The son will pick up on that attitude, thought process, behavior, whatever, and then they in turn will go and um, act the same way in their relationships. And then they hold now hold grudges towards women and whatnot when they like, you know, when they act the ideal way that their moms told them to act and then they don't get the results that they would like. So they act like big babies, essentially. <laughs> they really do. Let's be real. They act like big babies when you don't. It's like when you don't get what you want. You go to the store. And you ask your mom for a candy bar and she says no and then you get pissy, right? That's how they're acting when, you know, their mom's telling them, well, you should treat a woman like a lady and you should be this, this, X, Y, Z. And then when they do that and then the girl doesn't respond in kind, they get emotionally unstable. And then not all women are bitches and everything like that. And it's just dumb. You know what I mean? It's just, just, just not the way to go about doing it. So there's that. You know what I mean? There's that whole sandal, right? And then there's the idea of temptation. Because we are living in a modern age. Let's be real. It, the temptation to kind of like, I guess, the illusion of choices out there. You know what I mean? So if something in the relationship doesn't work or if you're not satisfied, I mean, shit, how easy it is to just pull out a fucking, you know, your iPhone, your smartphone and just start looking for another chick. Right. So that whole ease of access thing is kind of like it, it's one of the reasons why, you know, some men are unwilling to commit uh, to marriage or to a relationship. It doesn't have to strictly be marriage, but just it could be another reason why men are uh, unwilling to commit. 
And then it's just their own family structures in general, right? Because a lot of these guys are coming from single parent homes, like as, I, as I mentioned earlier. And then they get the negative view from that single parent. So there's all of that. So that's pretty much the way I look at it from a man's standpoint, right? Like why men are unwilling to commit to a relationship because they have, you know, they have the divorce rates that, you know, that scares them. You have the whole MGTOW thing. A lot of men are emotionally unstable, unstable, I should say. You know what I mean? The temptation to go, out, you know, to go out there and just find something else, which leads to cheating. Um, and, you know, just in general, they just have a negative view on women. You know what I mean? Like this, they think that the women owe them something. And then when they don't get what they quote unquote are earned or owed, then they get all, you know, emotionally pissy, which all leads to a big circle of, it's just a big circle jerk of emotional neglect, <laughs> essentially is what all this boils down to that I'm now like looking at. It. It's just like, it's an it's emotional circle jerk stemmed from poor family structure. That's what essentially it is. Now, on the flip side, why aren't women wanting to marry? Right. So, well, I, I kind of <laughs> I'm not getting in trouble for this one, but I don't care. You know, what I mean, let's just have some fun with it, I guess you could say. So there's the whole new age feminism, right? The belief that, you know, women can do everything a man can do. And to me, that's just dumb. Like, I don't care if a woman can do everything a man can do. I don't need you to do everything I can do. And I don't need you to prove it to me either. You know, what I mean, because I understand and I, I am very comfortable in not being able to do a lot of things that women do, okay? I'm not as good as women in certain things, and I don't want to be as good <laughs> at certain things that women can do better than me, okay? Because that's what makes us different, and that's what makes us unique, okay? Because in my opinion, women and men are designed that way, you know what I mean? I can do a certain amount of things, you can do a certain amount of things, and then we come together and we can do all the things, right? So there's that. There's the whole new age feminism that's just kind of, to me, it's just kind of weird, but... It is what it is, right? Feminism is kind of, you know, telling these young women that you don't need to have a family. You don't need a man to do, to be quote unquote happy. I mean, yeah, you don't need a man to be happy. But if you want a family, you kind of need the opposite sex or same sex if you're into that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you, 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 gonna ha you can't do everything on your own is essentially what I'm getting at, which is that belief is to me is kind of dumb. You know what I mean? You you do need help and you do need a partner because, you know, life is better in twos and in ones. Okay? Everything's better in twos and ones. So, then there's the whole choosing the career over family aspect of thing, which is stemmed into the whole new age feminism. Um, and then here's my favorite one. And this is the one that I kind of, I laugh at because I think this is the main reason why women aren't dating anymore or getting married. They have these ridiculously high standards. And I see this all over my Facebook timeline, and then I laugh every time I see it. Like, to me, it's hilarious, right? Like, <laughs> I see it, and it, to me, it's just the funniest thing ever. You have this ridiculously high standard for what you want in a man, and it's just like, girl, like, go sit your ass down somewhere. And like, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. You are, no. <laughs> it's just straight up no. Okay, you have these high standards like he has to make X amount of money a year. He has to be X height. He has to be X weight. He has to look good. Six pack. Good job. Good credit. Good everything. Good morals. Good standards. Good family background. Good this, that, and the third. Like you want him to bring the fucking buffet to you, but you ain't bringing shit to the table. Yeah, how's that fair? <laughs> 
because I remember I had a podcast with Mariah, and she kind of uh, mentioned this as well. It's like, you know, these girls want men to bring almost everything to the goddamn table, but yet they just want to sit their ass down and look pretty. And half of you women can't even do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you don't want a dude that looks like Shrek with a good heart. You want Brad Pitt with a Shrek heart. You're not going to get that. Okay? Like, let's be real. The, the perfect man out there does not exist. The perfect woman doesn't exist. But women with these ridiculously high standards just kind of crack me up, though. Because I see it. I see it all over my timeline. And I'm not going to like mention any names, but I see one person in particular every day on my timeline. And she always posts, and yes, it's a she, she always posts like these fucking <laughs> cryptic messages all over her Facebook post about how like she's a good cat, she's great A, she's primo numero uno, BS, 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 and I need a man that can match up to these standards or better than that. I'm like, bitch, you don't bring shit to the table. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? But yet, at the same token, right, as she's posting, like, I need a grade A man and all this other stuff, she brings nothing to the table, right? And she's posting, all, like, and she's also posting, like, you know, I don't need no man to do what I need to do and blah, blah, blah. But yet she's posting thirst trap pictures all over fucking Facebook. It's like, come on now. Like, come on, sis. Let's be real here. You know what I'm saying? You don't need no man, but yet you're posting thirst trap pictures all the time. Like, come on. Every other fucking picture is of selfie of you in some weird-ass angle trying to make yourself look good. Like, get the fuck out of here. All right? You are looking for a man, and you being picky. And then you being picky is going to result in you being lonely. Hey, it is what it is. And that's the, that's, that's the one thing that really bothers me about, like, you know, about, like, women in not wanting to marry. It's like, you got these ridiculously high standards. It's like, sis. I'm not saying cut your, you know, lower your standards to, like, you know, get a dude, like, you know. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with Shrek, but, I mean, what's your... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying lower your standards and get some dude that looks like Freddy Krueger, all right? I'm just saying. Bring your standards to a realistic expectation. You're looking for Brad Pitt when you yourself look like Shrek, all right? So, let, let's be real here. <laughs> You're looking for a, a dude with Bill Gates money and you got barely pay for the gate money all right so let's get out of here with that nonsense okay you got to keep it real and you got to keep it kosher okay you can't be expecting all this stuff and not be delivering anything your damn self so yeah women with ridiculously high standards you're the reason you alone are the reason why you can't get married because you are getting in your own way get out your way lower your standards a bit to more realistic standards and i guarantee you'll find somebody decent that fucking bothers me right there. But anywho's, so <clears throat> yeah, I think they grade A catches, but realistically they ain't. Right? Like they got they got that primo poos, but realistically they don't. Okay, they don't. So anywho's, also on the list for women of not wanting to marry is that they're they, they're suffering the consequences of growing up in a broken home. Okay, which leads to daddy issues and. Oof, a whole slew of <laughs> issues that comes along with that, right? So you come from a broken home where, you know, either you're living with your mom or your dad or whatever. And, you know, it's just not a very good family structure for you. And then you grow up and it shows. Because you see mommy or you see daddy doing it all on their own. And then you think you can do it all on your own. And it's just not good. 
it's not positive at all and it just it's really messed up and another thing is i i know i made a podcast about this a long time ago and i have to find it and repost it but disney really got y'all fucked up you know i know mariah posted a facebook live video on uh thingy and i liked i think i liked it i'm not entirely too sure but i gotta go look at it but mariah posted it on there and she also uh she was on here as well, and she also uh, mentioned that Disney got you ladies messed up because you you ladies are sitting back waiting for Prince Charming to come save you out of your miserable lives. And realistically, you got to put some effort to find Prince Charming. Relationships is not one-sided. It's not solely – your happiness is not dependent on the other person. Your happiness is solely 100% based upon you. You and you alone can determine your happiness. Okay? If you ain't happy with yourself, ain't nobody in the world going to come save you and make you happy. Nobody. Even if that person is Bill Gates with a lot of money and is rich beyond your wildest dreams, his money is not going to make you happy if you are not content and happy with yourself. Also with Disney having, you know, having some fucked up expectations on relationship, all these Cosmo magazines and what is it fashion magazines in vogue or whatever the hell women magazines are out there they got you messed up too they kind of give you the wrong ideas of what a relationship should be and what men are really looking for in a relationship which leads to my final thought is that a lot of you women are just getting plain old bad advice whether it be from your friends your family your your mom your dad or whatever a lot of you chicks are getting some really bad advice Bad relationship advice, it mostly, right? It's like they're telling you to keep your standard high. You'll find, girl, keep your standard high. You'll find your prince charming. It's like, no, you won't. You have to have realistic expectations. You have to give the people. And the way I look at it is, and this happens to, happened to me, it's like you have to be open and receptive to whatever comes your way. You have to find the, the, the only way you're going to find the right person for you is if you're open and receptive. If you're not, good luck, sis. You're looking and waiting for the perfect man that does not exist. And then that leads into you believing that all men have bad or selfish intentions for you. Which is not true. Not all men have bad intentions. Yeah, sure. You have your sharks in the water that's just looking to get into your pants, but you can navigate the waters and get to the clear, you know, get to get yourself to some freshwater shallows. And you'll see all the pretty little fishes that's out there waiting for you to kind of scoop in. And, you know, trying to get their shot at you. Trying to shoot their shot. Yeah, he may not be perfect. Nobody's perfect, lady. Get you a man that wants to be with you. Find you the right man. And that means you have to go out on dates. Get, or not get, but like fix your daddy issues. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Fix your daddy issues. Because a lot of you got some daddy issues, which is preventing you from finding a good man or a good relationship. So, yeah. Yeah. And also bring your overinflated sense of self-worth down a little bit. Just bring it down a notch, and I guarantee you'll find somebody. But, yeah. Overall, though, both men and women have a very poor view on what relationships and families are. To me, family is truly important. Because I look at my life, and I see where I started. Right. I started in Brooklyn, New York with pretty much nothing. Right. We were poor. My mom worked like several jobs to try to make ends meet. We were on WIC and welfare for a little bit. 
You know what I mean? Sometimes we had to rely on leftovers from our neighbors. Like, you know, well, not neighbors, but like, well, they were our neighbors. But, you know, close family and friends. We had to rely on, you know, eating their leftovers some nights to just make it through the night, to, to have dinner that day. You know? So I come from a very, very humble, I come from very humble beginnings. And then now that I have my own daughter coming in and I have my own family I'm realizing like holy shit this family thing is really important because it develops strong sense of communal presence what do I mean by that it's like you you know that like I stated in the beginning it takes a village to raise a child and then once you have that strong sense of communal presence you have you know your child will grow up in a good environment if it's positive like I get it there's some families out there that's just shitty I get it, but if you have a very good sense of, uh, if you have a very good village around you, family's easy, very important, and it also builds equity. Like, let's be real, family builds equity. It's like I, I look at all these MGTOW stuff, and it's like talking about like, you know, focus on getting money, and then the bitches will come later. It's like, yeah, that's true, if you're lucky. You know what I mean? Because if you really look at how life is built, is to get in a to to build and acquire wealth takes a lot of luck and perseverance mostly luck to build wealth now if you are married or you get into a relationship with the right person you can build and acquire wealth faster I think because that's two incomes coming in it's true there's two incomes coming in and if you are in a very good healthy relationship and you are trying to like make your dreams come true you have somebody that has your back that can motivate you that can push you to get there and then that's just the trick is finding that right person so to me family builds a strong sense of communal presence it helps positively affect your morals you can build equity in which you you know buying a house I mean if you're single and you're living alone renting is better but essentially you want to buy a house and you want to buy a house right and then that's you know that house can kind of over I guess the span of five years or so ten years later on down the line if you fix up the house and you maintain it you can sell it for like maybe twice the value that you bought it for right because it's a it's an appreciating value if you take care of it not a depreciating value then there's the twice the income thing and then you know what it just overall you can develop a positive mental attitude mental health because we have a lot of kids growing up these days with a lot of depression because they're coming home from single parent homes or broken homes is what I like to say right because you know the stress of that having to go to mom's house for the weekend or having to go to dad's house for the weekend and then you with mom from Monday to Thursday but then Friday Saturday Sunday you're at dad's house that drains on the kid it takes a toll on you you know what I mean you grow up messed up a little bit it takes its toll it truly does. So to me, having a family is truly important. And I'm starting to see the importance of it because like I have this little girl that's coming any day now and I'm just kind of like, whoa, I want to give this little thing the best life that she could possibly have. I truly do. I want to give her the best life and give her the best footing to get to be, like to become successful as possible. Right. Because let's be real like your your success is determined by where you are if you have a loving supporting family 
you're more likely to be successful than if you are in a non you know non-loving broken home system i mean you got your outliers and people that kind of don't want that for themselves so they go out and they do good for themselves they're motivated by it but let's be real a lot of the times they fall into the trap you know i mean they fall into that endless cycle of poverty until they're unfortunately dead so to me this whole family stuff when i first looked at it it was kind of like meh it was hosh posh, right? I, I didn't look at it. It was just kind of like it's unnecessary. I don't like it. It's boring. It, it's <laughs> it's not for me. I was so against it when I was first started. Now it's like I have it, and I'm just like, whoa, this shit's legitimate. This shit is awesome. This shit is for real. That's how I look at it. It's very awesome, and it's it's to me, it's very heartwarming, right? It's like I get to have influence on this little girl and not to, and to think not too long ago she was living inside my balls now she's going to be here in the world and i got to have a family that's crazy to me she was floating around in my balls <laughs> she was and now she's going to be a real person she's going to be her own individual she's going to have her own life experiences positive attitudes negative attitudes positive experiences negative experiences she's gonna have her own life and i created well me and my girl created that took two to tango basic biology it takes two to tango to produce the kid one plus one equals three right <laughs> that's crazy though that's truly crazy so as i like go through life and i'm like you know looking at things for what they are i'm just seeing the importance of having a family I, I see it and it's like whoa this is crazy you know what i mean so i don't know to me family is important so thanks for listening and you know hopefully you guys will enjoy this podcast but you know think about it think about how you grew up and how the impact of your family had or Think about the impact your family had on you. I have my family. I have my surrogate families. And, you know, everybody has had a positive impact on how I came out to be today. Everybody has had a positive impact. For me, it literally took a village to raise this nut job. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I say po like family is very positive uh, thing. And it's something that we need to look to get back to instead of you know dealing with all this single parent nonsense and you know shouldn't look down on single parents either but i'm just saying it's important to have a family and the family structure to me is the utmost importance and i can't really stress that enough so thanks for listening to this podcast hope you guys enjoy and uh yeah yo, i'll see y'all later vlad loves y'all peace that's all for today's show. Join us next week as we once again take a seat at the table. Thanks for listening.